everybody. Welcome to another episode of uh, Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reyna. I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors. And this is episode 39. Uh, today I want to talk about some of my recent personal investment decisions that I've made. And uh, basically the premise being like as, as an investment coach, I spend most of my all my time teaching people, mentoring people how to make better investment decisions. So it's one thing to, for me to go tell everybody how to make better investment decisions. It's another thing to model the behavior, to you know, walk the talk kind of thing. So what I do, and what I've been doing for many years, if, if you've been following previous episodes of uh, Stock Talk here, um, once a month I, uh, I post uh, on my blog, on my website, uh, sageinvestors.ca, uh, my recent uh, previous month's uh, investment decisions in, in terms of buying and selling stocks. and. Uh, what I'm doing is just basically sharing my thought process, how I'm, I'm rationalizing either buying or selling stocks, and uh, and just you know just putting it out there kind of thing. So today I want to share with you my, my investment decisions that I made in June. So it's a little bit we're a little bit playing catch up here. Um, June was an interesting month because we had the Brexit vote. So it's interesting uh, the decisions that I made before. Um, the, the vote and the decisions I made after the vote because they were very different different mind spaces. So let's talk about um, pre-Brexit. So at the time, if you remember, um, markets were pretty giddy, investment, investor optimism was pretty high. Um, it seemed like talk of interest rates in the U.S. going up, that seemed to be sh uh, pretty hesitant. A lot of people didn't like it and the U.S. dollar kind of fell as a result of it and so consequently the Canadian dollar uh, went up. So I used that opportunity with the dollar going up to almost 78 cents US to to add to uh, my existing position. So during the month pre-Brexit, I added, I bought some more stock in companies that I own like Tiffany, um, I owned uh, PowerShares uh, Global Water ETF Index uh, Fund, I bought, added some more shares to that. I added some more shares to my short uh, S&P 500 position because I still maintain um, the overall. My, my take is the overall market is clearly is very overvalued, and there's just a lot of. Uh, it's really hard to jive the way earnings are going on with the you know with the general nature of where the economy is and the inflated nature of stock prices. And it's just the zero negative in, or zero interest rate policy has just really juiced up the the returns in the in, in the in basically any type of asset class. So, you know, as I said, I added, I used the, the position was down again, so I just keep, you know, averaging down the position, bought a little bit more, um, and I do it periodically um, until my sentiment changes. Right now, I, my sentiment's the same. I'm pretty much uh, short on the market. Um, at the same time, there are stories, there's themes that I like to add in terms of building up my investment ideology. So, uh, one of the ones I wanted to do, which I haven't done in a long time, is I hadn't added to any of my positions on uh, this ETF that I bought uh, that manages that invests in companies in India. So, I added a, a little bit of my position to that uh, to that to that position. Um, again, because one of my long-term themes is I think India, when you're looking at emerging markets and you know what the future holds, I think India is sort of kind of the unsung, you hear everything about Brazil and China and Russia, but you really don't hear much about India and uh, the nature of the policies that they're trying to imp 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 implement in the country, becoming a little bit more pro-business, they have a more pro-business government. Um, they're really working their way to moving up the value chain instead of being low-cost manufacturing call center kind of thing. Things. They're now they're, they they want to be high level um, high level in the in the value chain, and so they're going to be in terms of innovation. They're they're going to be long term players. So I have a very long term kind of buy and forget kind of position I have in that uh, 
India ETF. So those are my actions that I took, but I also did one thing. I, I actually did a sell, I pulled, which it's been a while since I've sold something in my portfolio. And I, I pulled the trigger on, on a sell and I sold uh, my position in GE, General Electric stock. Uh, I made about 20, almost 24.6%. If you're just looking at capital gain return on there, add the dividends on top of that, it's another 5, 6% on it. So I sold it. And uh, not because of the company, and I've got issues with the company. I think the company is in an amazing situation. Long term, it's a long term, I think, solid investment. Um, I sold it because if you followed my previous uh, episodes and my writings, uh, one of the things that I feel is really important is to have an exit strategy. And it's not just an exit strategy in terms of how you manage your losses, it's about an exit strategy in terms of how you manage your profits. And for me, it's important, I try to, every stock that I buy, I have in my mind a certain level of return that I want to get out of it. And for me, it's, it's 20%. It's my 20% rule. So anytime a stock that I own goes up about 20%, I kind of revisit it and I go, okay, is there potential for it to go up even further? Or you know, am I happy to just take the profit and just bank the profit and have tangible money in my pocket and use it for another investment decision down the road? So what, to me, after it crossed the 20%, I decided to hold on to it a little bit more. But at the end of the day, I just thought, you know what, I'm just purely on my valuation and purely on my personal expected return um, that I'm seeking, I was comfortable selling it and I did it, I pulled the trigger on it. Now having said that, if the stock were to pull back, um, back down into the 20, mid-20s when I originally bought it, I'd be more happy to go in and buy it again. So it's purely a valuation move, it's nothing like I have negative uh, in, um, uh, a negative vibe on the company. I think the company is extremely well positioned. Now that they've shed that whole financial uh, package or a group of the company and they're purely now an industrial company, um, that distortion in their valuation is out the window. So you really look at it as an industrial com or a conglomerate. And so I think now and in, within those segments that they're operating and they're, they're best of breed in, in you know, healthcare, um, um, aerospace, um, environmental and you know, environmental uh, the side of it. They're best of breed and they're positioning themselves to be one of those dominant global kind of companies. So sold it, pulled the trigger on it and I'm happy to go back into it if it, if it were to pull back on a, on, a, on a market downturn or anything like that. So that was pre-Brexit. So now we look at, then we had the vote and then we had chaos for a couple of days. And so how did I deal with that? Well. One of the things I always have with me is I have a list and I have a list of companies that I have basically my favorite companies that I would love to buy in for my portfolio but because I think the company, the stock price is just too expensive, it's too pricey that I never get around to it. But I always have my list because I've done my research on these companies. I think they're well run and they're well managed but they're just the stocks are too expensive and it's, I have this list for times when we get a lot of uncertainty and volatility and craziness and anxiety and chaos. And we had that after the Brexit vote. Marcus just went crazy and it looked like it was gonna be a long-term kind of thing. So I went to my list and I said, okay, are there any companies out here that, that on my list are getting thrown out with the bathwater? And surprise, unfortunately there weren't. I couldn't find any, there was enough, the prices did not come down enough for me to want to add to new, add new stocks to my portfolio. Have, at the same time, there were um, stocks in my portfolio that had come down in value and fundamentally the businesses haven't changed, they didn't change, and uh, I thought they were good buying opportunities. So I used the opportunity to add to my existing positions. So one of the ones I added to was I added more, more, uh, bought more stock in Tiffany. At the time, the day after the vote, it went down 5%. 
under the $60 level, and I thought, okay, this is a great opportunity to average down even more, so I did that. Uh, added positions to Imperial Oil. Um, oil, right after the vote, fell down 5%. It was down 5%. The stock was down about 2.5%. And uh, so I added more to that, because one of my long-term themes is if after the vote, it looks like the messaging was that interest rates in the U.S. are not going to go uh, up anytime soon, and if so, if interest rates in the U.S. stay low, then chances are there's that inverse relationship uh, between the U.S. dollar and commodity prices. So if the U.S. dollar started falling back, then chances are oil prices in the medium to long term could actually go up. So I used the opportunity, I said, okay, I'll buy some more oil stock average down, take advantage of it. Um, another stock I bought was uh, Williams-Sonoma. The stock went below $50. And I thought that was a good buying opportunity because given the fact that it's been trading in the 50s um, most of the year since I've owned it. So I had an opportunity, if I could lower my cost, I would uh, take advantage of it. So I bought some Williams Sonoma. I bought some Nordstrom. That went down, that took a hit. Um, went down in the low, like mid $37 range. And uh, again, another opportunity to lower my cost, my average uh, cost base. So, which I was able to now do, it was now, it's now like $39. And I originally bought the stock at 45, so it's I've taken a chunk out of that cost there. So, and I, again, I think the long-term story of this company is, is solid. I think it's solid base, well-run, well-managed, and uh, part of that luxury retail segment that's really out of favor right now. But if you know anything about retail, it's very cyclical, and eventually, at some point. Um, Luxury retail is going to come back, and companies like Nordstrom, companies like Tiffany, companies like Williams Sonoma are going to benefit from it. Um, sure enough, after that real period of chaos right after the vote, um, everything went up. <laughs> the central banks came in, said, "Hey, you know what?" They started calming everybody down, said, "Yeah, we're going to print more money, throw more stimulus at everyone, do whatever it takes, and uh, get things up and running." And sure enough, stock prices went up, and actually, literally, all the losses that were accumulated during after the Brexit vote were made back up within I think 10 days or something. So the lesson really that comes out of it is when you get into these serious market pullbacks and crashes, don't react emotionally. The, the react, you know, we have a tendency, and I've talked about it in the last few episodes, about how we, how we let emotions really screw up our decision making. And uh, the best things you can do at that time is just not react and panic and do anything. It's about methodical about taking the emotion up, and that's why I say I have my list, I have the companies that I own, and I look at them, and I go, has fundamentally anything changed in those businesses? Businesses, No. Then I just look at, hey, using the downturn in the stock price to just average down and set myself up for a winning. And sure enough, um, all those companies I talked about pretty much bounced back up, and now my cost base is lower, and so my I'm actually now in a profit position in all these, um, pretty much all of these companies now. Um, after the Brexit vote. So the key message is stick to your plan, don't deviate from your investment plan, your investment ideology, your investment strategy. Despite the fact, you know, emotions are pushing against us um, to do something. And this whole Brexit, you know, episode was another classic example of how, you know, if you rushed out and sold everything after the vote, you probably are missing out on one heck of a, a ride because sure enough, stocks are now back near all-time highs. Um, whether that's a good thing right now is a totally different debate, but the fact is they recovered. So that's pretty much my decisions that I went through uh, in June. And, uh, and if you have any questions about any of that, then uh, please feel free to give me a shout through Twitter. You can direct message me through my handle at Twitter at Sage Investors. 
And uh, you can, on Twitter also, I tweet my investment decisions in real time. You can follow me through my hashtag trades2016. Every trade and every investment decision I make, I have that hashtag on it. So you can follow like all my investment decisions I've made so far this year uh, through, through Twitter. You can also get a hold of me through my website, www.sageinvestors.ca. Give me a shout. Be more than happy to talk with you. And uh, I guess I said, every month I, I, I post on my blog uh, a more detailed uh, description and analysis of my investment decisions. So you can check it out, see how, how, what my thought process is in terms of how I go about making investment decisions. That's all I got for you today. That's another edition of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Arena from Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Cheers.